Locked On Podcast Network presents Locked On Sports Today. The Kansas City Chiefs are a dynasty. Sure seemed like the Eagles had a beef at the end of the game, though. And the Phoenix Suns are the NBA's latest super team, but can they win the title? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on sports today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. At halftime, the Kansas City Chiefs were down 24-14, to and Philadelphia looked like it had wrested control of Super Bowl 57. And then Patrick Mahomes happened. The Chiefs poured on 24 in the second half. They get Patrick Mahomes' second Super Bowl title, Andy Reid's second Super Bowl title in a 38-35 to win. Joining me now, Chris Clark from Locked on Chiefs, who is holding back a smile. And Chris, what was the difference in the second half for this Chiefs team who really locked in, especially on offense, but on defense as well? They only gave up 11 in the second half. I just want to point out really quick, not only was this a matter of being down 10 points, but you also look like you possibly could have lost Mahomes right before that halftime. That's a good point. Uh, right before they went to half. Uh, he came out and he played phenomenal. And quite frankly, you know, I know that uh, he played a, a fantastic game. Kadarius Tony made a huge difference in this game. His first touchdown was amazing, but his punt return to put them on the five-yard line uh, to basically give them another touchdown was phenomenal. And that's exactly why they wanted him here. And, and that is a midseason acquisition that ultimately helps them win a Super Bowl. It's also an acquisition that helped them mitigate the loss of Tyreek Hill. They go out and Patrick Mahomes becomes the first MVP since Kurt Warner in 1999 to win the Super Bowl. I think uh, we, we had a feeling the Chiefs were going to be able to score points in this game. W what was Kansas City able to do in the second half? to try and keep their offense in it with a chance to go up late to get this win because the defense, they they found ways to mitigate some of those big plays they were giving up in the first half. Yeah, on offense, it just looked like Kansas City's offensive line went out there in the second half and decided, uh, and quite frankly, a little bit in the first half too, but they decided they weren't going to let Pat Mahomes get sacked. And for a game where you have both of the best pass rushing teams in the NFL and you have one sack, which really – wasn't even didn't really even feel like a sack uh, because I don't think Saunders really got him, but it is what it is. And you look at this game and you look at what the offense was able to do. They were able to spread the ball around. Travis Kelsey had a huge first half. He had a couple of catches in the second half. Juju Smith-Schuster got the ball moving and really, you know, made them pay on defense at different times throughout the game. And then Pacheco was able to run the ball uh, very effectively. And then, like I said, the Kadarius Tony route I thought that was phenomenal uh, it was great play design by Andy Reid and not only do they get that touchdown there but then Andy Reid basically comes out and I'm sorry but I'll say it he basically comes out and he dunks on the Philadelphia off their defensive coordinator because he does it again with Sky Moore from the other side in a year where Tom Brady retires it seems somewhat fitting that that Mahomes is where he is is it too soon to be talking about what he needs to do to get into the Tom Brady territory? Are we are we are we are we verging into hyperbole here? 
I don't think so. I think that it is the right time to start talking about that because you start looking at what this Super Bowl is going to mean. And Tom Brady is a different situation. He won seven Super Bowls, whether or not Mahomes ever gets there. Uh, a lot of people, and I think this is probably the valid thought process in the league, Mahomes is probably one of the most talented quarterbacks that's ever played the game. Mm-hmm. Talent-wise, he is ta- more talented than Tom Brady. That I don't think many but people But so is Aaron Rodgers. That. He hasn't won no, at no, the no, same no, level. No. Like, Absolutely. No, no, and I'm not trying to take anything away from that. I'm just saying he is more talented than Tom Brady. He has the opportunity to go and chase Brady's records in a lot of different ways. If he has seasons like he did this year, it'll be a lot quicker than most people think. Uh, and he looks like he wants to play for the next 10 to 15 years. So I think it's going to be a good situation for him. And I do think that that is a conversation that can start now that he's won two Super Bowls in three in four years. Stay up to date all year on the Kansas City Chiefs by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Chiefs on YouTube or wherever you get podcasts. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Coming up, were the Eagles robbed at the end by a phantom holding call? We'll discuss that after we look at one thing the NFL spent two years preparing for that fell flat on Super Bowl Sunday. This year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party was FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. I hope you had it. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sportsbook in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Looking at next year's Super Bowl odds because it's never too early to do that. The Chiefs are favored to repeat. FanDuel has Kansas City plus 600 to win Super Bowl 58. They're followed by the Bills, not the Eagles, at plus 850. Philadelphia then comes in in a three-way tie with Cincinnati and San Francisco at 9-1. to You can do all of this on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. That is safe, secure, and easy to use. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. There were multiple reports and articles talking about the extensive prep the NFL went through to ensure the turf for Super Bowl 57 was top-notch. It was decidedly anything but. The natural grass field that was used for the Super Bowl was reportedly grown and maintained for two years leading into Sunday. When it came time to play, though, things could have been much better. They could have been worse, but not by much. Players were slipping all over the place. Jake Elliott nearly whiffed a kickoff attempt because of slipping on the turf. When Eagles offensive tackle Jordan Maialata was asked about it, he said, it was like playing on a water park. Maialata also said the Chiefs and Eagles players were talking during TV timeouts about how bad the field conditions were for both teams. Turf concerns have been a theme this season, but more so for artificial turf fields. We'll see how the league decides to address this natural versus artificial turf question this offseason but when you put in this much effort and this is the result that's an ugly situation for the NFL the New York Jets have reportedly reached out to the Green Bay Packers about the availability of one Aaron Rodgers the Packers quarterback told Pat McAfee that he will be going on a darkness retreat this week which he believes he'll be closer to finding a decision after all of that Eagles fans might be doing their own darkness retreat, but for different reasons. The Jets are in the market for a veteran quarterback this offseason and have hired Nathaniel Hackett, Rodgers' former offensive coordinator, as their OC. 
As to whether he will be a Jet or a Raider or retired, only Aaron knows. And maybe he doesn't even know yet that the darkness will provide him light. I, I don't know. I don't know. Derek Carr looks like he will be a free agent sometime near the end of the sentence. A report by ESPN has Carr not waiving his no-trade clause and he will not extend the deadline Wednesday when more than $40 million in guaranteed money is owed to him. The report says Carr was asked to take a pay cut by the one team he met with if he were traded there. If he was released before the deadline, the Raiders will save the guaranteed money owed to Carr and only take a 5.6 million dollar cap hit. The only team Carr met with was the New Orleans Saints. Carr will be able to negotiate with teams earlier than other free agents if he's released. In college basketball, both men's and women's number one teams were in action on Sunday. The South Carolina women kept rolling right along as they breezed past number three, LSU. Don Staley and South Carolina's women's basketball team show today why they are the best team in their sport, knocking off the LSU Tigers by a final score of 88 to 64. Hello everyone, I'm Andrew Lyon of Locked On Gamecocks. There's a lot of reasons that South Carolina won this game like they did today, starting off with the defensive end. The Gamecocks might have given up 20-plus points to Alexis Morris, but Kier Fletcher did a phenomenal job at the point guard position, making life much more difficult for Morris. Don Staley and this coaching staff clearly were prioritizing her in their game plan, calling a lot of full court pressure whenever she got the basketball, and I believe that wore her down over the course of the game. And on the men's side, number one, Purdue left unranked Northwestern with an L. It was the first time in program history for Northwestern that they beat an AP number one ranked team. They were 0-19 heading into Sunday in those games. It is also huge for the Wildcats tournament resume, led by an experienced backcourt and supported by a rowdy student section behind each basket. Northwestern added a signature win to its bid for the school's second possible NCAA appearance. Northwestern's 18 wins this season are the most for the school since it went 24-12 during the 2016-2017 season. That year, they lost to Gonzaga in the second round of the NCAA tournament, their only tournament appearance in school history. Here is another story you need to know. We were on our way to a classic ending in a Super Bowl that looked like it had a chance to go down in history. One penalty at the end sets up the game-winning field goal for the Kansas City Chiefs. And you guessed it, Eagles fans feel a type of way about it. Not just Eagles fans, by the way. A lot of NFL observers did not like that call. Joining me now from Locked On Eagles, Gino Camilleri. And Gino, you know, normally I would just give you a chance to go off here. But I know that, that you don't believe this call was the reason they lost the game. Let's start with the call, though. What did you think of the call? Think. Just let the guys play. Nobody wants it to come down to a yellow flag. And refs at every level of every sport, they just got to know. Let the guys play. But it doesn't come down to that. When you allow 38 points to the Kansas City Chiefs, your defense, who was legendary all year, created absolutely no pressure, no sacks on Patrick Mahomes. It felt like he could do exactly what he wanted to do. Excuse me, exactly what he wanted to do, where he could scramble by time get those guys who would come open, and that's exactly what happened. And at the end of the game, when you needed a stop, 
It was the old Andy Reid is going to scheme up a game plan better than you. And when they finish every single drive in points in the second half, you're not going to be Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes as good as the offense plays. And hats off to the Kansas City Chiefs. It shouldn't have come down to that play, but I'm not going to let that be the narrative. You have to win with class and a game like that. That's one of the all time great Super Bowls. I mean, I think of Jalen Hurts in the national championship he lost. All-time great game. This is right there with it in a game that he should feel proud of, the way that he drove that team back multiple times after that fumble that you're just thinking, oh, man, this game could really snowball. They go down, have the longest drive in Super Bowl history, cash in points there for them. When they need to tie the game and get a two-point conversion, he takes the team down, puts the team on his back, hats off to the offense. And ultimately, it came down to the third phase of the game, Pete. I've been harping on this on Lockdown Eagles all year long. Special teams, look what happened. Kadarius Toney almost takes one to the house, puts them in field position. They take the lead, and that was the script right there. Once the Chiefs got the lead in that game, they weren't going to give that thing up. And, hey, hats off to Andy Reid. He got another one, and that Chiefs team is a damn good team. Ultimately, it came down to an experienced coach, a veteran quarterback, besting Coaching staff that, hey, they got a gut punch. Jonathan Gannon, he might be taking head coaching interviews. I don't know if you might be wanting to interview him after that performance, but Shane Steichen, it looks like the way that he is going to ride off in the sunset was an offensive performance that he should feel proud of, putting up 35 points, putting them in multiple positions to be in that game. And, man, the neutral observer, you got to be happy watching that one. Are you going to view this more in retrospect as a missed opportunity for a, for a Philly team that that could look very different? Or is this going to be the jumping off point for Jalen Hurts as he becomes that guy in the NFL? I think that question is signed, sealed, and delivered that he is that guy. There were talks before the game that they were going to give him basically whatever he wants to be the franchise quarterback. And how can you look at that performance today and not say that he isn't the guy. I mean, he went blow for blow with Patrick Mahomes, and the question mark all season and all week leading up to this game was could he be in a game with the best of the best? I think he answered those questions with the performance that he went and put out. I made the analogy before the season started that they have to give him the keys to the Formula One car to drive. He's not the driver of the car, Pete. He is the car. You have Mm. to build the whole thing out of Jalen Hurts. It was evident today. Stay up to date all year on the Philadelphia Eagles by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Eagles on YouTube or wherever you get podcasts. Coming up, the Phoenix Suns became a super team over the trade deadline, but can they win the title? Looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, then you got to try Built Bar. We just got through the holidays and I've been trying to eat healthier and I've, I've mostly been doing it, but you know what's really helped me? Built Bar, because I can eat something seriously delicious that still has all the taste I'm looking for, covered in 100% real chocolate. They come in flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut, brownie batter chunk puff. How about that? And they still only have 130 calories, four grams of sugar, 17 grams of protein. And now you don't have to wait around for your box. You can just go to Sam's Club or your local Walmart to get a box today. The Super Bowl may have been on Sunday, but the NBA did not wait for the fireworks. The Phoenix Suns 
Get Kevin Durant in a blockbuster deal from Mikhail Bridges, Camp Johnson, a slew of unprotected first round picks. And now they are the favorite, at least in the West, to make it back to the NBA Finals. Brendan Clean joins me now from Locked On Suns. And Brendan, normally in a situation like this, I ask why the team made this move. Well, we know why. His name is Kevin Durant. So how does this change their fortunes moving forward? Does it, in your mind, make them the favorite? I think it does, and we can get into why. I think in terms of how it changes their fortunes, this is a team we knew had to make a move. Last year, they won 64 games. They looked like clearly the class of the NBA. They get to the second round and run into what they couldn't handle, which was a Dallas Mavericks team with Luka Doncic. And I think they learned that lesson twice in a row, facing Giannis Antetokounmpo and then Luka. They knew they needed to do something. They knew their offense wasn't at the level of these other juggernaut teams in the league if they wanted to win a title, which obviously is the goal. I didn't necessarily think in season we would get a Kevin Durant trade. It was obviously the talk of the league last summer. It felt like that book was closed at least until the upcoming offseason here in 2023. They decide to strike with a new owner, pony up big time as you just listed out with all that they had to give up. And they definitely solved the offense problem at the very least. They might have some other ones now too, but that one I think they can go ahead and check off. What did you think of the price the Suns paid to get one of, when he's healthy, the five best players in basketball? Yeah, five best players in basketball, a franchise changer, somebody that if you read any of the reporting coming out of Brooklyn, that they were just sort of like these terms like honored to work with and treasured the opportunity and this and that. Like it sounds a little silly and it's weird to say after somebody leaves, I guess. But at the same time, that's the type of caliber of player we're talking about. You don't pass up the opportunity to go out and get somebody, especially because the Suns are in position to win as soon as this year with him. In terms of the price, I think like last year, Suns fans were prepared that maybe all three of DeAndre Ayton, Mikhail Bridges, and Cam Johnson might be in this package, maybe fewer picks in that case. I think everybody was content with it's going to be a massive haul. I think in this particular case, we don't know what the draft future will look like. Devin Booker is under contract long-term and is still very young, so you feel a little more optimistic there. I do think the Suns were pretty fortunate that DeAndre Ayton wasn't involved in the end. They have their defensive issues with Mikhail Bridges, a, a, a runner-up last year for Defensive Player of the Year now in Brooklyn, but having a center that you can trust and hold down the fort and anchor a defense, get rebounds, do all those things that a big man needs to do on a great team like this, I think that actually worked in their favor. This is a team that still has to go win. They still have to go play basketball to do this. What do you think of the basketball fit understanding? Okay, the bench has now taken a hit with some of these role players, but offensively, it seems like he is going to fit seamlessly with who they want to be and who they've been offensively. Initially, I think the concern is just going to be Kevin Durant is out still with that right MCL sure. sprain from Jimmy Butler falling into his leg. And so it's sort of crazy that all this happened while Durant is not even active, right? He's going to make his debut in Phoenix in a, in a you know, street clothes, a hoodie. So that, I think, is the initial concern that he probably won't return until February 24th, a home game on a Friday night against the Thunder coming out of the All-Star break. That's probably when he's going to be back. You're talking about 21, 22 games for them to get this figured out. I think in general, the offense is going to gel really well. I think you can stagger Booker, Paul, and Durant so that at least two of them are on the court at all times. Closing games, all three will be the defense. I think that Durant brings as an underrated part of this. So I don't expect the fit to be 
a problem. It's just these are, you know, great players needing to adjust the way they play basketball, and you're not giving them a lot of time to do that. I also think the role players that are filling in the gaps now, uh, point of attack defense, I think, is going to be the the underrated thing to watch here. They lost Bridges, who just, no matter who it was, it could be Jason Tatum, it could be John Morant. No matter what size or style that player was, Bridges was going to guard them and do it well. They don't have a guy to do that right now. Stay up to date all year on the Phoenix Suns by following Locked On Sports today and Locked On Suns everywhere you find podcasts, including on YouTube. And finally, it was a wild weekend in Phoenix for the PGA Tour. Phoenix was the center of the sports universe this week. Scotty Scheffler played as flawless a tournament as you can put together at TPC Scottsdale to win back-to-back Phoenix Open titles. He also regains the number one ranking in the world with the win. The weekend may have been upstaged, though, by a streaker whose mugshot can only be described by using the word epic or hilarious or can't miss. I don't know. Use one of those, whichever sounds the best. He led police on a chase that spanned multiple holes and ended on the 16th in the water. Still, Scotty Scheffler played one heck of a tournament. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go find your favorite team's Locked On podcast and make them your second listen. Coming up tomorrow, will the Ravens get Lamar Jackson back this year? So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on sports today.